It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins are 8-5 and five after failing to show up on Sunday night football offensively against the Los Angeles Chargers, dropping the team firmly into the wild card race and putting some firm questions in everyone's mind as far as who exactly this football team is. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Monday, December 12th, 2022. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Although, if you aren't listening today, I can't say I'd be too mad at you because the Dolphins uh, did the thing again. They did the thing again where they, quite frankly, just totally, totally laid an egg on Sunday Night Football against the Chargers. Justin Herbert. 39 of 51 for 367 yards. The team rushed the ball 23 times. So the Chargers ran like 80 plays. Uh, The Dolphins finished this game down six in the stat sheet, and it felt exponentially worse than that because the Dolphins once again had 20 minutes time of possession in a 60-minute football game for the second consecutive week. They got demolished in first downs. The Dolphins didn't turn the ball over. The Chargers had uh, effectively twice the amount of yardage that the Dolphins did, which was what happened in week three against Buffalo, and the Dolphins miraculously won. Uh, But it's really what felt like happened against San Francisco. So here's the deal. The Dolphins in the last two weeks have now scored uh, 34 points. There's a 55-yard field goal in there. Okay, great end-of-game situation from from the Dolphins to to pull that to a one-score game and kick an onside kick, which really fumbled around, and you had a golden opportunity to land on, but you didn't, ball don't lie, whatever. The the Dolphins didn't deserve to win on Sunday night. You had a 50-plus-yard fumble recovery returned for a touchdown by Tyreek Hill. You had a 60-yard catch-and-run bomb by Tyreek Hill. You had a 75-yard catch and long run by Trent Sherfield. And then you had a 45 yard touchdown from Tyreek Hill. Where are the sustained plays off where are the sustained possessions offensively? Now, I don't want to take credit away from the chargers because what the chargers did defensively, they got very physical with these wide receivers at the line of scrimmage and it had success disrupting. Uh, you, you give credit to the chargers pass catchers offensively and Justin Herbert and the way he's slowing the ball around and Miami once again couldn't tackle in short areas and gave up some run after catch to give up some bigger plays than they could have and 
can get off the field. Uh, but the Chargers largely punked the Dolphins on national television, if we're being honest. And I think the most frustrating thing to me it became very apparent very quickly that the Chargers were going to play you dramatically differently than everybody else has thus far this season. Even more than the 49ers. The 49ers, too, had a bad game, missed throws, left a ton of points out on the field. This game, they beat the ever-loving you-know-what out of you at the line of scrimmage. And every time the Dolphins got a little bit of traction on a drive, uh, they shot themselves in the foot. They punched you in the mouth, and you didn't have anything for them. Offensively, what it felt like to me was the kid in Madden whose couple of plays that they usually call weren't working, and you resort to just running the same thing over and over again. And I'm not saying the Dolphins called the same play over and over again, and I don't know whether the limitations offensively really dial into Coach McDaniel and his play calling or Tua low and the execution of the offense. But you can't possibly tell me that you called a 60-minute game and you called nothing to be thrown outside the numbers. Why? Because they pressed you? Okay. Did you consider running a rub route? We got deeper into this game and the offense just kind of became static. Or we're not we're not trying to give guys free releases off the line of scrimmage. I have no idea why. You saw some push in the run game. Never mind the fact that Joey Bosa didn't play and Derwin James didn't play and Sebastian Joseph Day didn't play and Austin Johnson didn't play and Bryce Callahan, your nickel corner, didn't play. Thank goodness the Dolphins played the Chargers without all those guys. This might have been fifteen to nothing. And I hear here's what's frustrating. The Dolphins are an exponentially better football team than they showed. But you know what? The whole world was watching the last two weeks because it was really good record, 8-3 and three Dolphins against the 49ers. Two Super Bowl contenders perceived in everybody's mind. And Sunday Night Football against the Chargers with Tua and Justin Herbert. And you know what? Everybody and their mom watched the games the last two weeks. And have decided that the Dolphins stink. And the Dolphins don't stink. And that's what has me pretty fired up this morning. But they played awful last night. Really uninspired game. Now, the defense, I give the defense credit for, for hanging tough in there despite yet again playing 40 minutes because we can't run the ball. We don't want to run the ball. And oh, by the way, you go to Buffalo on Saturday night, short week. So that's the bad news. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the game. We're going to talk a little bit about who this Dolphins team is in just a moment. But before we do, Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. Book an SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Pick up a pickup truck for some errands or even test drive that electric vehicle you've had your eye on. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. 
Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you're going to find a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion as a bonus episode on Locked On Presents. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on the field, but off it, we rarely know the grind to the path of greatness. Russell Wilson, alongside co-host Kerry Wilson, Harry Wilson and Howard Moad dig into how high-performance athletes, artists, and leaders push the boundaries of their potential. So head over to Locked On Podcast for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcast now. Audible, get in the game. So this loss leaves the Dolphins uh, two games, a game and a half behind the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, uh, effectively a half a game ahead of the two teams lingering below them right now in the AFC playoff race, uh, the New York Jets and the LA Chargers. Now they still play the Jets and they still play the Patriots and they still play the Packers and they still play the Bills. That's the Dolphins' final four games. But, um, you you are going to have a very frantic final four weeks. That is the position that you, as the Dolphins, have put yourselves in. And, and I, you could pull up five thirty eight or ESPN or PlayoffPredictors.com or or whatever you want. They'll tell you, oh, the Dolphins, from a, a record perspective, at eight and five, and a probabilities perspective, they're going to be in pretty shape. Not if they play like they did on Sunday. This is a flawed football team right now. And sometimes all you need is a ticket to the dance. You can get stuff brushed up, get stuff cleaned up. But, like, you gotta, you got to be able to possess the ball. And Tua, for the second straight game, you wake up and he's 3 of 10, 3 of 12 to start. Just nothing going. Jalen Waddle finished this game with, what, two catches for 31 yards? How is that possible? How is that possible? Can we not scheme up some targets for these guys? Could we not get some easy completions? And my goodness, Xavier Howard, really close to a couple really nice plays on Mike Williams, uh, but he didn't make any of them because Mike Williams finished with six targets for six receptions, 116 yards. Welcome back. Justin Herbert's out here getting uh, taking live fire off the edge and then getting off his spot. There are some bright spots for the Dolphins, but I'm not really interested in consolation prizes right now because um, I really cannot explain the vast discrepancy. And, and the box score will tell you the Dolphins ran 19 times um, to a scramble three times for 28 yards. It's actually probably the one nice thing that he did. And the Dolphins averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, but they really only called 16 runs. And they they got punched in the mouth. I mean, there, there's nothing else to it. It's a physical game. And the Dolphins played soft last night. And that that is not a blanket statement that covers everybody at every position. Christian Wilkins played his rear end off. Jalen Phillips played his rear end off. I thought Eric Rowe played a nice football game. 
Jalen Phillips got robbed on that sack. It's a joke. But you sit here and you're watching this game play out, and it's like, okay, can't keep waiting, can't keep waiting. can't. And sure enough, they got a little something jiving closer to the end of the game. But you can't go 60 minutes and and continue to play the game through the straw that the Dolphins seemingly voluntarily played it through last night. You can't sit around, sit around, sit around, and then hope to make a play, hope that the Chargers are going to go for it on a couple of fourth downs and get the stops, uh, and that, that, that plan largely worked until it didn't. And the Dolphins had a really good chance to stuff Austin Eckler on the touchdown run that he had. Zach Sealer contacted Eckler in the, in the backfield. But as this game went on, you just knew you you can't not make a play for this long in the game when the Chargers aren't making their own plays and expect to win when the score was as lopsided as it was. They didn't deserve to win. And that's a hard pill to swallow because I think a lot of a lot of Dolphins fans, when the Dolphins won and went to eight and three, started doing the math. I don't think there's any question that there was some schedule influence here that allowed the Dolphins to get to eight three, but that was the kind of the point. That was kind of the point. We talked about it. It's separation season. And but you had to show up to these games, and the Dolphins offensively did not show up. Cool, you hit a couple of big plays so that you had some respectability on the scoreboard, but no sustainability. No sustainability. Snap to snap, down to down, drive to drive. It It's a really, really nasty gut punch. Now, I think here, here's the... I don't want to say silver lining because it all, I know, understand for Dolphins fans everywhere, it feels like the world's caving in around you right now. And it's, oh boy, here we go again. The Dolphins are going to fall off the wagon completely and they're going to blow this thing. I get it. But let's not punish the Dolphins for the sins of Dolphins teams past, right? This is its own unique team with its own unique head coach and its own unique situation. You got to play the Bills. My expectations for that one are zero. You won the first time. Um, you made Justin Herbert look like Josh Allen on Sunday night. And we know how Josh Allen usually plays the Dolphins. I would expect you're going to get something similar. Now, credit to the Dolphins defense again. They, I'm using air quotes here, only gave up 23 points. If you'd have told me ahead of the game, knowing who was playing for the Chargers and who was not, that if you were going to allow 23 points to the Chargers, I'd feel pretty good about the Dolphins' chance to win the football game. But I also would not have expected we were going to have 50 yards of offense in the first half and 15 yards of offense in the first 20 minutes. Like, that's pathetic, if we're being honest. And I know I'm usually Mr. Objective and even-keeled, but I, I watch this game and I... I got hot. I got hot that this team went out and just there's if you can go go to nextgenstats.com and you could pull up the passing chart distribution for any quarterback in any game that they played and look at the target distribution for Tua Tungavaloa. This was a very 
San Francisco 49ers to the umpteenth degree in that the Chargers effectively cut the field into thirds and they didn't allow that they were not targeted in either of the outside thirds within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. It was kind of reminiscent of the the year that Lamar Jackson won the MVP. Um, they were a very prominent middle-of-the-field passing team. And the team that they lost to in the playoffs was the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills had this massive success in bottling up the middle of the field and daring the Ravens and Lamar Jackson to throw to other areas of the field. And they didn't do it. It's not that they couldn't do it. They didn't do it. And this is what that game felt like for me. So I don't know what problems you have to solve. We're going to have to watch the All-22 and figure it out. But you can't play that game and just not throw outside the hashes inside of 15 yards. You just can't. That's such a limited way to play the game. And I understand it's hard living when you're starting every possession on second and 10. I don't have the answer right now. I can't sit here and tell you that it's going to get better. I can't imagine that they're going to come out and roll this this product out each week, though. It, it has to get better than this. Because the last two weeks have been brutal. I can't guarantee it's going to get better next week. I just watched the Bills win 20 to 12 over the Jets and and the Jets um certainly don't have have the high level elite playmakers but the Jets could arguably run the ball better than the Dolphins can. At the end of the day, I'm taking myself back to what were expectations at the beginning of the season? And I'm keeping myself grounded in that. And I largely just want a team that I can say that I am proud of and they give you a fun, competitive season. And I just want, like, I'll take one championship before I die. <laughs> right? Uh, and the championship's probably not coming this year. and I'm not, I'm, Maybe it will. Hard to say. But expectations before the year were double-digit wins and a playoff win. That was expectations. So if I tell myself that, and I look at what's ahead, you have Bills, Chargers, or Bills, Packers, Patriots, Jets. You better figure out this game plan real quick. Because the Patriots don't really have the corner. Like, Michael Davis for the, the Chargers was a huge player. And for some reason, we just continued to decide to take shots at him instead of looking to rub guys free and go elsewhere. But you, you still have winnable games on the schedule. So your preseason expectations for the Dolphins is still very much alive. And I think that's what Teron Armstead said in the, or meant in the postgame when he said we're, we're still exactly where we need to be to achieve our goals. And I'm paraphrasing there. 
Prize picks is daily fantasy done right. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's you versus the projections available in house with projections on any sport that you watch. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And with safe and fast withdrawals, it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. So you put in 100, they're going to give you another 100. You put in 50, they're going to give you another 50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, like I said, uh, one of my biggest wishes and desires for the Dolphins is to have a team uh, that I'm proud of. And for the vast majority of this season, even the San Francisco game, um, it wasn't fun during the three-game losing streak, weeks four through six. But you were still proud of the product. And I'm still proud of this Dolphins, proud to be a fan of the Dolphins. But last night's game was an embarrassing game to for a fan to sit through. So I'm sure many of you sitting here this morning with the Dolphins sitting at 8-5 and five, um, probably don't enjoy reflecting on the game. I know I don't. Uh, there's 13 play... 90-minute drive in 3 minutes and 45 seconds in the final 4 minutes of the first half, allowing the, the Chargers to double dip. Uh, credit to the Dolphins' defense. They conceded 6 points in the second half. Big play to Mike Williams that's just laying on his arm. The Tyre, or the um, Xavier Howard can't rip out. Light up Justin Herbert, can't get the ball out. Just an un- unfortunate, unfortunate performance all around. That's going to do it today uh, here on Locked On Dolphins. We're, we're moving on. We're going to move on from this one pretty quick. And unfortunately, we got the Bills coming up pretty rapidly. Uh, but then we have the Packers on Christmas Day. So we'll we'll get back on the wagon. We'll get back on the horse because that's what we do. There's only four games left in this regular season. And Miami, I'm going to tell you right now, you better win two of them. Because if you don't, man, this ride could get real bumpy, real ugly, real fast. And the honeymoon stage would most certainly at that point be over. Credit to Tyreek Hill. Um, him playing through being bumped up the way that he did uh, is really admirable. Uh, he's posted 100 receptions for 1,460 yards. Uh, shout out to Tua Tungvaloa. He went over 3,000 passing yards uh, for the first time in his career in an NFL season. Uh, best wishes to Jeff Wilson. Uh, 
uh, as he um, tries to bounce back from a hip injury that he eventually had to be carted off the field uh, this past week. Any other uh, shout out, Jalen Waddle? Over a thousand receiving yards, despite the fact that he only caught the ball twice uh, and was largely invisible for no reason throughout the game. So a couple milestones passed here throughout. Um, would shout out Jalen Phillips first two sacks, but we decided we wanted to play flag football um, after a big play by Jalen Phillips that that extended a Chargers drive for no reason. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at, and. Um, I didn't even mention, I did not even mention the situation that set up the Chargers scoring the touchdown at the end of the first half. Um, that's the kind of thing you get into exit interviews, and somebody has a really hard time shaking. Playing prevent defense on third and goal from the 19 with eight bodies within two yards of the line of scrimmage. Uh, they, they played a couple zero pressure opportunities where they had guys on uh, the first touchdown drive. I believe it was, or, or no, they held him to a field goal or to turn around down, whatever it was. It's fourth and two or third and two. And you're in a zero pressure look and your guys are walked back nine yards off the line of scrimmage. And guess what? You brought pressure and they just threw it to the flat. And the guy who was supposed to tackle him on a short yardage situation was running from nine yards of depth. He was never going to get there. He was never going to get there. So I don't know if there's any correlation to um, that kind of performance uh, and the, the kind of performance that we see usually see from jo the Josh Allens of the world, but like that's going to be something we're going to have to look into. Uh, but there were some pretty tough defensive decisions made throughout the course of last night's game as well. They put the Chargers in positions to score even more points than they arguably should have. So uh, there's a lot of questions coming out of this game. A lot of questions. We'll try to tackle them as best as we can, but we're out of here for today. Fins up. Keep it locked right here on Locked on Dolphins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.